Cliche.org podcast coming away, episode 561. Today, we're going to do a fun one. We're going to do uh, what supplements to have for the end of the world. Don't blink, it's cool. And this is going to be just a fun one, lighthearted one that we're going to do. Some people have requested this one. Um, some people are into the whole like sci-fi stuff. And I know you guys have a good movie that came out of Britain, Mobster, about the end of the world. And um, it was called uh, 28 Days Later. And there was another sequel to it 20 weeks later. And I think they're going to keep doing sequels. But that was a really, really good movie. I think Danny Boyle uh, was the director. And he's a really, really good director out there. You guys have some really good British directors and actors. But yeah. um, it was a it was a zombie movie with the zombies, you know, went around like, you know, killing people and stuff. And and people basically it was the end of the world. So why don't you touch on that a little bit, Mobster? And um, you're, you're big into the sci-fi stuff. You got that geek geekiness in you, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a, the prepper community in America is bigger than the prepper community in the UK. But as I told Steve off there, I have a strange fascination with this stuff, including the movie that Steve's mentioned. So you go, you know, what would it be like and how would I cope? Uh, and the reality is it's going to be fucking awful, Steve. The, the, the fantasy is that you come out kicking ass and you take over the world, blah, 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 and you've got your shit together. And the reality is how many of us know how to farm, raise crops, go hunting, uh, you know, what food's safe to eat from plants and so on and so forth. And that's without dealing with the fact that every fucker you know is dead and so on and so forth. So that's a bit depressing. So we'll we'll go in the other direction. We'll say we've got our heads on. We know what we're doing, Steve, and uh, we're, we're getting ahead. And, of course, this podcast is helping you guys get ahead of it. So we'll, we'll take it in a slightly different direction. So the simple fact of living in a bunker in the end of the world trying to survive some sort of apocalyptic scenario, in reality, it's going to be tin food, it's going to be dried food, it's going to be a lack of sunlight, and we want to come out. Listen, you've listened to this podcast because you want to be strong, healthy, vital, and energetic. Stuck in a bunker for two weeks is not a good recipe for any of those things. So we're going to try and help you with suggestions as to what you could eat and specifically the supplements that you would use to try and maintain a level of health. It'd be no different, guys, as if you were stuck in hospital recovering from an illness or a broken leg and you're not getting exercise, you're not getting sunshine. So we'll take it from that direction. So, Steve, well, obviously a, a very simple approach here would be something like a multivitamin, but there are specific vitamins that you could use. So I've got a couple in mind, but I'll let you go first with your thoughts and then yeah. I'll jump in with a few of mine. So let's say you're in the city, okay, it's the end of the world. You've got to either be up in a high-rise building because in that movie that 20 days later that's what they did originally they were in a high-rise building they get rainwater from rain they trap it in buckets and they go on the roof to get rainwater so now you got you, you got enough water because it does rain a lot especially in your side of the pond but it rains a lot in the united states too certain cities now out west it doesn't rain a lot so if you're out west you would basically that would be a big thing to worry about is water so You'd probably need maybe if you're in a dry area where it didn't rain very often, you need some electrolytes because you're going to be lacking in water. You need something, a supplement also to clean water. So if you have to get like dirty water, you'd have to take you have to get something to kind of clean. Like if you had to like find a pond or a puddle of water or something, you'd have to basically disinfect that water, maybe something to kill bacteria, stuff like that. They have stuff like that. Like in Africa, they uh, they take the water and they put the the, the chunks of pills in, in with the water and it kind of cleans the water and make it potable so you can drink it. So that would be something I'd want. 
Um, something else I'd want if you're underground. We talked about this on the pre-show. Um, if you're underground, you're not getting sun. So in that situation, you would need vitamin D pills. The vitamin D pills would help you offset the issues from not getting sun. But also when you don't get vitamin D, you're also going to be deficient in other things. So yeah, a good multivitamin would be something that I would definitely want to get uh, to compensate for that lack of minerals. But then on the third side, mobster, because we saw that movie, they were eating a lot of processed stuff. Like they would raid like old um, gas stations or old um, places that had processed foods that could just sit there for, for months and months and months on the shelf. So you're not getting the proper nutrition when you eat all that processed food, things out of boxes, things out of packages, stuff like that. So yeah, a multivitamin would be something that would be very beneficial, especially if you're having to outrun zombies. Um, you're not going to have the energy if you eat all that crappy food. So that would be something that uh, would be off the bat. Now, in another situation, they did an American version of, the, of that movie with Will Smith. And um, in that movie, he was actually um, dry, using a car to drive around to shoot deer. Now, the thing is, like, if you drive around and you shoot the deer, that's going to be hard to do because now you, need, you would need a weapon, you would need a car, you would need gasoline to fill the car or whatever, need to charge a car or whatever. So let's say you wouldn't be able to hunt, right? You didn't have what was needed. So now you need to become a scavenger. So you need to scavenge for food. You need to scavenge for old meat that's been eaten by another predator. You would have to scavenge for bugs. You would have to scavenge for any type of protein source you get to. So now you're talking about stomach upset. So one of the good things that I would definitely have, that might be the number one thing on my list, monster is activated charcoal because this way I basically, in case I had food poisoning, in case I had a really bad stomach ache, in, in case I had nausea or something that would really suck, you know? So you could basically dehydrate yourself to death because it's going to be going out both, both ends. If you get really bad, bad of food poisoning, you would kill yourself because you don't have access to an IV. You don't have access to hospital. So activated charcoal before or after your meals would be a lifesaver and would literally extend your life more than any other supplement we're probably going to talk about on this podcast. Like, so I, for real, I would want activated charcoal, take a couple activated charcoal pills and I'm good. If I, if I have to scavenge for some dead deer that's been sitting there for three days in the hot sun, I have to cut that thing up and cook it. And just way I don't get food poisoning. That would be a good, good one for me. So, mobster, have some fun with this one. What are yours? Yeah. I'll give you an example, Steve. I mean, the accessibility to fresh milk, would be next to minimal if 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 it's all possible. There's you know how many preppers do we know that have got a cow or goat or, or something they can milk in their bunker plan? It just never happens. So it's all only in the super duper apocalyptic bunkers and they keep the fetuses frozen on ice to, to revive after the apocalypse and so that they can have animals to eat and they can you know get milk milk and meat from. It doesn't happen in most of these things. So best case scenario would be freeze dried milk and so for example stuff like that I, I, the freeze dried milk is okay but it's not the same thing as fresh milk and it's definitely not the same thing as fresh raw milk unpasteurized milk so you'd be looking at stuff like calcium for example you're not going to be unless you're very fortunate and even then your most of your food is going to be freeze dried uh, because it's easy to store and you don't need a freezer or refrigerator but if you have a bunker with a generator and you've got a freezer, the meat 
that you've got frozen is only going to last so long. So I'm going to be looking at stuff like, for example, Steve, I'm going to be looking at, uh, I'm, I'm going to be taking calcium pills just because of the poor milk that I'd be drinking if I'm taking any milk. I'm going to be looking, for example, uh, extra vitamin K. And vitamin K is one of those aids to clotting. Steve touched upon the B vitamins. And again, this is because you're eating freeze-dried food. Even if there's freeze-dried meat in your prepper uh, food that you've last 40 years and much until you peel the foil off the lid, you know, it's not going to be the same as a fresh piece of meat or a fresh fish or whatever. So I'm going to try to make up for that. And not only that, the B vitamins have multiple uses, the least of which is protein absorption, uh, again, for our bodies. We're not going to be getting the exercise that we were. So we're going to be doing stuff like that. If, we, if we're pounding away on press-ups, et cetera, it's a humid environment. We're going to have problems uh, with fil air filtration and so on and so forth. And then, of course, there's the scenarios and the fun scenarios. So I'll give you an example. It's it's just right up there with possibly the worst thing that could possibly happen. But let's imagine there's a nuclear war. So radiation poisoning becomes incredibly likely, even if you're in your bunker and then you stay there for a couple of weeks just for the, the radiation reduced down as much as possible, up to a thousand times, Steve, depending upon the bombs that have been dropped and so on. You're still dealing with levels of radiation everywhere, fallout everywhere. So, for example, uh, uh, it's not necessarily a supplement, but potassium iodide, uh, in brackets, I've got here KI, and this is specifically to help you deal with the effects of radiation. This is going to be a generational thing, guys. It's, again, a fun idea, uh, but the movies are only ever sort of over very short periods of time, like Steve said, 28, 28, 28 weeks, 28 days and 28 weeks in the example of Steve Cove. In reality, this is a generational issue. So there's loads of things. You need to think about, again, this is down to low-quality food, vitamin C. The, the issue, the idea that we could get scurvy, Steve, is just crazy. So you would need, if you're, you're not going to have much more than the very limited supply of fresh fruit when you go in. So vitamin C is super, super important because you'll be dealing with the issues of and, and vitamin C. Just There's one example. I'm just thinking of your gum health. Would you hate to be in the bunker, Steve, eating freeze-dried fruit and it hurts you to eat? because the vitamin C quality is absolutely shit. So give us a few examples like that, and I'll throw in some more myself. Yeah, so, you know, it just depends on on what you're able to get, because the problem is you're not going to be able to do much farming. I mean, in the end of the world, let's say it's a nuclear war or it's a some type of pollution issue where the air is dirty or something, and or if it's a volcano that erupted or something where there's no sun, you're not going to be able to grow anything. And all the plants that are edible are going to die. The only plants that are going to survive something like that are not going to be edible. They're going to be really, really hard, hardened trees or hardened ferns or or something like that. And those are unfortunately not going to be edible. Maybe mushrooms. So what I would do is um, maybe a mushroom supplement would be a good idea. Um and maybe that would be an option uh, for you if you wanted to try to – I think those are probably your best option. If you wanted to take a supplement that had some type of fruit and vegetable in it and the the, the uh, benefits of it would be that. One of the things in broccoli, which is really good for cancer, and a lot of you don't know about this, is indole 3 carbonyl And that's a really good compound found in cru uh, cruciferous – of vegetables such as broccoli, cauliflower, or anything like that. 
So that would be a supplement that would be really, really good. This way you could fight off cancer because if it was like a nuclear war, if it was some type of environmental disaster, you would basically have a, a cancer risk in your body uh, that would arise from that, from the dirty air or whatnot, or from the nuclear radiation or something like that. So taking indole-3-carbonyl would be a good idea, mobster, because that actually fights off those free radicals and uh, fights off those cancer cells in the body. So that would keep you alive longer. And because getting cancer in a situation like that, that would be a really, really horrible death. Even people who have cancer that are in hospice or in hospitals or, or whatever, they die a horrible death. So I can't imagine being uh, in that situation, um, being chased by zombies or, or something like that, or, you know, <laughs> and then having to deal with cancer on top of it, that would suck, you know, so. I mean, there's an obvious thing here, Steve. I'm just thinking, for example, you're in a terrible, horrible situation. If any of their listeners suffer with anxiety, it's going to be through the roof. So I'm going to be on, and again, it's, we're not always talking about supplements here. You want as much prescription medication as your little medicines cabinet will, will hold because you're not going to be able to get to, to the chemist or the pharmacy post-acopolics and and get what you want. Trust me, guys, if these situations ever, ever happen, and I'm just thinking of tornadoes and hurricanes, the shops are empty, the pharmacies are empty, people go crazy. You know, you're going to want like a year's or two years supply of aspirin. The same thing for any prescription medication you want. So if you guys are on Xenex, you're going to want a shitload of Xenex. And even that stuff has a shelf life. So I'd be looking for stuff that helps me naturally as much as possible. Now, whether that's a natural laxative, you know, because, again, you're eating freeze-dried food and you're rehydrating it with water. It's just not super good on the roughage. You're gonna, you might have problems either with too loose a stools or too hard a stool. You're gonna, if you have problems eating certain kind of foods, you're going to need some sort of digestive aid. So uh, digestive enzymes would probably be a good thing. And uh, bromelain is a great example to, to have in, 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 in your shelter, in your bunker, in your hideaway. Just as that sort of thing. A great example, Steve, if you emerge from a bunker and you talked about volcanic ash, here's another one. The, the natural habitat of life on Earth in this super apocalypse is going to be fucked up. And it could be a lot of dead bodies, animals, birds, fish, and human beings. So the insects are going to be absolutely fucking crazy. So I'm going to want stuff like insect creams. <laughs> we cover from head to toe. I mean, the idea you come out of there and it just everywhere stinks. I mean, just means the suppression of the immune system. And again, that's because you've had an good sunshine, you have any fresh vegetables, and you're coming out and you're having the forage. You might, as Steve said, you know, if you live in a town, you might be able to raid the shop because it caught everybody on hot. But equally, the shelves might be empty. You might have to go house to house looking for food. And and, and that's and everybody else is doing the same. Those that are still alive are doing the same. So you want as much food stored as possible. You want uh, I would actually want you to live away from the city, but getting away from the city when there's an apocalypse, super hard. It's almost everybody else has got the same idea. So there's just so many things on that things. I'm thinking, for example, skin bite creams and various creams again. I'm going to want, I mean, again, who knows? Uh, a nuclear war is going to potentially arguably damage the atmosphere. So I'm going to want sunblock. I'm going to want the clothes to cover up and stuff like this, Dave. And again, that's without even getting into just basic medical supplies, bandages, plasters, band-aids, medical tape, just stuff to help you if you get... Look, 
there's no ER that you know, the paramedics aren't going to come and help you. If you get a cut that previously you could just rub a cream on to and treat you in that particular way, and now there's no cream and you get cut, there's a likelihood of infection. So I'm going to want to boost my immune system. I'm going to want to compensate as much as I possibly could for my lack of good nutrition. That might come in the future, but probably won't for a little while, at least a year, so I can start growing crops and cultivating crops and stuff like that. And that's, again, without assuming there's pollution issues, that I have accessibility, that I can walk to the countryside and so on. Where I live, I'm, I'm relatively close. I'm probably 15 or 20 miles away from genuine, proper countryside, Steve. And there's plenty of fields near to me as is. And I know, for example, there's fish in the river and fish in the ponds by me. But again, it's super difficult. Anybody else is out there? We're fighting for that stuff. So yeah, there's loads of things. The colonial silver, for example, is is a great healer of uh, both in. I think you can buy some cream form, but the the band aids and plasters. Some have colonial silver specifically because it's actually um, a way of protecting you from infection. And then the southern time is obviously allowing these scars to become scars and your skin to heal up. And that's just on cuts and scratches. Um, in addition to the B vitamins, I'm thinking, for example, stuff like copper and iron. Uh, my blood, uh, boosting my iron content in my blood, that's a great giver of energy. And again, it's one of those things that's going to help you deal with anemia, for example. That's perfectly normal. And in, in a normal situation, Steve, I would up my liver and my, 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 my offal, my uh, organ meat but that might not be available, so I'm going to want to take it in supplemental form. And then what if you catch any diseases? Stuff that is super easy to deal with in the modern world, and I've touched on, for example, having issues with, with um, loose or firm stools, but a common cold or even a normal variation of, of the flu suddenly becomes a much, much bigger issue. If any of us have ever had, and it would to be some of our listeners and maybe ourselves as well, of a genuine full-blown flu and know just how bad we felt. And that's with accessibility to ER and a doctor and a hospital and getting some sort of medication just to help us deal with it. Now you've got no hospital, no ER, no pharmacy, no nothing. So you need to have the medication that's going to help you. About, but as best as possible, Steve, to avoid those things. We're not going to have tens of thousands of alcohol wipes that we can wipe on things. So there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, as I say, with I mean, we we recommend on many of these podcasts a product like N2 Guard as an organ protector, and that's because of the harshness and the stress that we put on our bodies with steroid cycles. Now, steroid cycles probably going to be the last thing on our mind when we come out, but I would still have products like N2 Guard as an organ protector just for my organ health, Steve, because I want to compensate for as much as possible with all the things that are going on around me. I'm an old bastard. So I'm going to want some sort of joint products, glucosamine sulfate. N2Joint Rx does a great one. Fish oils for as long as they can last. They typically got a shelf life of about two years. Antibiotics. And again, some of these things I'm going to want to stockpile as medications. But ultimately, it's a limited supply. So what I'm really looking at is food that gives me energy, supplements that give me energy, supplements that boost my immune system, supplements that keep me healthy, whether that's my hair, uh, especially my teeth, my fingernails, my skin. And again, I'm going to be surrounded by, especially in the initial year or so, after emerging from wherever the hell it is I've been able to protect myself, I'm being surrounded by stuff that can be contaminated, stuff that can kill me, animals that can eat me, insects that can bite me, and so on and so forth. So I need to think about in those terms 
the way to stay healthy as much as possible. Now, all joking aside, guys, because we're kind of half joking, really, we talk about this. Some of the things that we're talking about is stuff that we should actually apply to our daily lives now. Because having good skin, good teeth, good eye health, that's a great one from Fisher, Steve, just eye health. Uh, and having those things healthy now is how we learn. It sounds silly to talk about the end of the world, but being healthy now, having those things I've just mentioned, healthy and in good shape, is actually a good pattern for your life, generally speaking, without necessarily rushing off to the doctors or the ER or whatever else. What do you think on that thing, Steve, that these products are actually good for us in this situation as we live and talk right this minute, rather than necessarily the end of the world, looking after ourselves and having that energy in our health? Yeah, I think it's very important in that situation more than ever to uh, look at, you know, pay attention to your health as much as you can, because now you need to be really strong just to survive. Now you're in a survival mode. Every day is going to be a fight for survival and um, you never know what can happen. There's going to be people fighting each other for for food and territory. It's going to be back to the primitive uh, living. So you definitely want to be as strong as you can in the process. And if you're a weak person you're not going to survive that situation so and one of the things we're going to end up having to do once things kind of balance out is regrowing the population so we can rebuild civilizations and there can be a, a social uh, dynamic in your communities right as we rebuild rebuild our um our humanity and one of the things we need to do that is to have libido so one of the supplements that I would really want is the tribulus, fenugreek, the fedosia, the macuna prionis, all those supplements that really help boost our libido and boost our erections and all that stuff. It can be a beautiful thing, mobster. Let's say you're you're uh, you survive and there's like five men and there's like fifty women. You got a lot of we got a lot of work to do. If you're gonna rebuild the population there, we got to get more men. To balance things out, right? So you're gonna have to bang five, six women, you know, a day, different women, because you're gonna try to kind of get them pregnant. So you gotta boost your sperm count. So a natural a good quality natural testosterone booster is gonna help you here. So I would really go for those in the process that, that really do a good job of boosting your libido, boosting your erections, boosting your your wants, boosting your fertility, and all that stuff, and then zinc. Very, very important. Yes. I think you mentioned iron, but you didn't mention zinc. Without it zinc, works. you're not going to produce testosterone. So if you're eating a lot of processed junk off the shelves, you're not going to be getting any zinc at all from foods. So you're going to have to consume some zinc supplements to get your natural uh, le levels up. And yeah. your testosterone levels need to rebound. Otherwise, you're not even going to be able – to 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 do anything these women are going to be like you know these women aren't going to be interested in doing anything and you're not going to be interested in doing anything everyone's just going to be miserable and 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 you know so at least you can get some fun out of the situation on both ends so think about it mo mob so you're gonna have 50 women fighting over five guys assume yeah well i don't know what movies you've so, been watching Steve. you're gonna have to take something to, <laughs> you're gonna have to get some electrolyte supplements too so you can kind of rehydrate. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of loss of uh of liquids. 
in the Something past. Something else, Steve. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, number one actually concern, above and beyond anything else, guys, is good, clean drinking water. So trust me, even if it's not necessarily a supplement, definitely get yourself some one of those camping straws, although you want to get quite a few of those, and certainly a good water filter for your bunker, 100%. Something else you want to look at, Steve, and it's one of those things that you think you wouldn't need, but then this is a scenario we're dealing with here. I've actually got a book here on uh, natural herbal medication, and it's literally look for foraging. What, what if you go for a walk? Can you eat this leaf? And so and so and can you can you have this root? Can you have this berry? And so on and so forth. That would become super super important. But there's also, for example, an argument to be made for herbal medication, uh, and and that means that you can whether you're making a poultice whether you grind it down into a pan and you have it in, in a capsule, whether you have it as a cream, whether you drink it as a tea and so on and so forth. For example, there are certain uh, products. I mean, Steve's already said you can have uh, mushroom teas uh, that, that are kind of beneficial. There are obviously the, the the mushrooms that we eat and the mushrooms that we get high on. But even the mushrooms that we get high on, microdosed, have small but, small but useful uh, medical benefits and that's how for example how medication that we recognize now came to be it came from these fruits it came from these plants it came from these ingredients that were available to us it's just that become more isolated and more specific it came from an example of i'm thinking a penicillin state from a mold and so we need to be able to recognize and look for these things i mean a great example <clears throat> incredibly useful and probably something else you could stick in the bunker would be aloe vera and that's Specifically, for example, that the gel from the base of the leaf can be run on rubbed onto your skin if you've got sunburn. And if we're smashing yeah. the granny out of the atmosphere, Steve, I think the, the likelihood of us getting sunburn comes incredibly high. Well, you're going to burn yourself too if you're making fires to cook. You're going to burn your hands, you know? Yeah. So, be good to so have anything like that that's going to help, exactly. Even abrasive type uh, burns, when you rub yourself up against something and it gives a burn like reaction, would be well treated with aloe vera. And there was, I mean, I'm thinking of a few, I've forgotten, I've actually got some cream here that's made from, from a root. I forgot the name of it, Steve, but that's very, very good. You want an antihistamine, for example. Again, that's an insect. So you want an insect bite, specifically a cream you can rub on, uh, which is either an antihistamine or a preventative. You're also going to have to watch out for things that might poison you. And Steve mentioned activated charcoal earlier on because that's a great one for gut health and for dealing with poor food in this situation. But it's also one of helping you deal with at least low-grade pauses, not the really crazy stuff. You want, I forgot the name. Is it is emit it where it makes you vomit? You would need, for example, to bring up certain foods that you shouldn't have eaten or ingredients that you've added that you didn't realize were now poisonous. And so you need to get that out of your body as quickly as possible. So there's loads of stuff like that. You might even, I mean, without going back to medication again, saline and all these kind of things. How much of you I've I've got a semi-decent amount of medication here, Steve, whether that's ibuprofen, paracetamols, insect creams and stuff. I've got those kind of things here now. But how many of us would have these other kind of medications that might be incredibly necessary? How many of us would know how to set a bone if someone broke a leg? Uh, literally, as it used to be. I mean, I'll give you a great example here, Steve, and it's a good way of thinking in these scenarios. I'm 58 as we record this podcast. If I was alive in primitive times, I would be the ancient man of the tribe. Steve would be an elder, wiser, older man of the tribe. 100%. Typical caveman that we think of as a caveman, 
you was doing well if you hit 35. We would have died of abscesses on our gums. We would have died of infections from bites from animals. We would have died because they had to leave us behind when we broke our leg. Modern times, we don't have any of those situations because any of those things happen to us right now. We go to the doctor, we go to the dentist, we go to ER. End of the world shit, we don't have accessibility to those things. So now we're in a situation that the group, if it is a group, do they take Steve and I along? I've got a broken leg. Do they do they take me with them? Or do they leave me there to die because I'm going to die because they can't help me? The bone's sticking out of my flesh. I'm now fucked. Does someone know how to sew up a wound? Does someone know how to sew up a vein or, or an artery? <laughs> You're in that kind of situation, guys. So it's going to be things like, make a, a great example, Steve. I would have several books. I've already got a couple on the subject, on the herbal medication, on uh, apocalyptic type first aid. I would then go overboard with regards to bandages and creams and all those kind of things. I always have a short supply, and that's perfectly normal, as you can imagine. Our listeners are the same. I've got joint products. I've got fish oil. I've got vitamins here. But that's kind of it. End of the world stuff, I need a lot, lot more than I've got. And I need probably the absolute minimum of a year supply. So you have to kind of change your thinking. I'll give you an example, Steve, and it's half, half a lot of the survivalist prepper type stuff that I read before was the great subject was what gun to take with you. And it became like, you know, you needed 47 different fucking guns. You needed you need a sniper's rifle. You need a pistol for close combat. You needed a this motherfuckers. It's going to come down to a shotgun or a rifle. And, the idea, and you didn't need lots and lots of ammunition because this is your last chance to get that stuff unless you know how to make the powder that goes inside the bullets and you know how to make the lead into the molds that's going to be used in the bullets and now they get the copper. It gets ridiculous. So you end up having one or two guns and a great many bullets. But it's kind of ironic that those would be, that's the way that the preppers and the survivalist community started to think, especially back in the 80s and 90s, Steve, when it became a thing. But they wasn't thinking about the vitamins. They wasn't thinking about the food. Most of the food, and I think, and I know the brand, Steve, there's a company called Mountain House. It's got 25 year shelf life, but it's all freeze dried. It's all freeze dried. We should be looking at, and I think Steve's actually got a thing on this. I'll let Steve come in on this one pickles and preserved food to get some vitamin C, to get vitamins and nutrition from. What about those things on that subject, Steve? I know you've talked about this in the past. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know those will last though. That's the problem. So I mean, they really go moldy quick. So you no, have no, no. Figure... Let me give you an example, Steve. Yeah. I've been, I'm trying to think now of a particular food fermented, and I think, for example, you can pickle or ferment cabbage. And the argument is for these things. I give you this: a pickled food can last a year, more. Yeah, if it's fermented or salted. Yeah. Yes, exactly right. So, but the the, the argument is there's that we're going to have no fresh food for probably six to 12 months that we can grow. We've got very little farming knowledge or cultivational knowledge, so they're going to have to learn that as we go along. We're going to have to find places and plants that haven't become infected and so on. So, for example, an apple tree, a strawberry bush, uh, uh, wild blackberries, and so on and so forth. So the more of these things that we've got, and the more that we've got in the shelter, the more we've got in the bunker, the better. And there's also good things to go out looking for, guys. And like Steve said, this is we finish up. I would be looking... Realistically, we're looking for the, the what a quality of life rather than treats. So I'm not thinking of storing cakes 
or tons of sugar. Sugar we use is not used for taste and for flavor. Like Steve said, wild honey, wild, wild uh, maple syrup, these kind of things, rather than um, necessarily lots of sweet food and candies and that kind of stuff. You need to stay healthy. You need to stay alive. Everything else is secondary. This is a fun one that we could talk about for a while. Listen, I would love to get some lead listener feedback, see what you guys think. There's plenty of Reddits on this kind of stuff. Give us some links. Give us some subjects to think about, guys. And then we'll take it in a different direction if we get to do this again. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It's our view and based on our experience and views on the topic. A podcast with informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment apply.